Do you know the nation with the fastest Christian growth today? You might be surprised at the answer. Find out on today's episode of A View from the Wall. Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor Joe Kerr with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View From The Wall. Welcome to A View From The Wall. This is Dylan Burroughs here with co-host Joseph Kerr. And according to recent surveys, the fastest growing Christian nation today is Iran. Despite persecution and a hostile political climate, Iranians are turning to Christ unlike any other time in history. Well, today we have the opportunity to talk about the spiritual awakening with Dr. Hormoz Shariat. Dr. Shariat is the founder and director of Iran Alive Ministries. In 1987, Hormoz planted a church in San Jose, California with hundreds of Muslim converts. And today, Iran Alive broadcasts the gospel 24-7 from their studio in Dallas to Iran and the Middle East. Dr. Shariat, welcome to A View from the Wall today. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me to share. Some of our listeners are familiar with your work from some of the conferences you've spoken at, but take a moment to introduce your story and ministry to those listening today who may be unfamiliar with your work. Yes, well, I myself am a Muslim background believer. Um, I came to U.S. To, for graduate studies at the University of Southern California. I, was, uh, I got my Ph.D. there um, in artificial intelligence and while I was uh, finishing my school, I, I looked into Bible and comparing Bible and, and uh, Quran, and I, through the comparison, I realized uh, that Jesus is a true a truth, and I believed in him, and my, my life was changed. So that started my evangelism. I started church planting, and uh, eventually we uh, used the satellite television to go over the heads of the mullahs into people's homes. So what Iran Alive does is to use media, both uh, online media, which is very controlled in Iran, and satellite television, which is the government cannot control. Uh, we use that to go into people's homes in Iran. And as you mentioned, Iranians are so open to the gospel. And Iran has the fastest growing evangelical population in the world. And I can share what's happening in Iran. We've heard some of that story, and I've heard stories of people seeing visions of Jesus and coming to Christ, all kinds of things. Share a little bit about the revival that's breaking out in Iran. Yeah, the revival has many elements, and all those elements have come together to bring that fast growth uh, among Iranians. Iran will be the first Islamic nation that turns to Christ. It's already happening. Now, what are the elements? The elements are the suffering. Forty years of Islamic rule has brought Iranians to a point that they say, hey, we have experienced Islam. We know what Islam is. We have done it for 40 years, and it doesn't work. So let's see what else is out there. So the Islam is discredited in Iran. Millions have rejected Islam, and they are looking everywhere except Islam. And Christianity is one of them. So if we present the gospel clearly, the growth will be there and is there. So that's one element. Another element is the hunger and the openness of the people. 
اینو Muslims are not allowed to ask questions about their faith. Muslims are afraid to even question Quran, but there is a spiritual darkness lifted from Iranian mind that they are questioning. They're comparing Islam and Christianity and everything else. They are thinking. Muslims are not allowed to think and, and question regarding their faith. So that's another element that Iranians are asking questions. Why should I believe this? What which one is truth? Is Islam the truth? If it is the truth, what 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 happened to a country that we followed Islam? Instead of a blessing, the country it has a curse on it. And number three is what Jesus is doing himself through visions and dreams and miracles. He is appearing to them everywhere. I, you know, I haven't seen Jesus in my vision or dream, but it looks like God, you know, God is running a special for Muslims these days. He loves them, of course. He wants <laughs> to save them. And he, he is appearing to them. Amazing stories. Amazing stories of healing and visions and dreams. So Jesus has done everything. He died on the cross for these Muslims. He has opened their hearts. And he's appearing to them in visions and dreams. What else can he do? Now this is our turn. We need to share the gospel with him. Can we? Well, that's a phenomenal perspective on what God is doing in the nation of Iran. But in Iran, there are many stories about Christian persecution as well. What happens to a person who gets saved or shares the gospel in that country? Well, the government knows that Christianity is growing. And they know that they cannot compete with it. Um, Islam does not have the message that can compete with Christian message of love and forgiveness and salvation and transformation. And Muhammad is no match with Jesus. Jesus uh, a character, the, the beautiful words of Jesus and his lifestyle. He never sinned, but uh, even looking at Muhammad, and, and I'm here, I'm not talking. This is people of Iran. They are saying, oh, we look at Muhammad. He married a seven-year-old girl. He, did, he had many wives. He killed many people and all that. They're, they're saying that. Uh, and they're comparing with Jesus that they cannot find anything wrong with Jesus. So uh, per, uh, the government of Iran knows that they cannot stop Christianity from growth. So uh, that, that's why they've turned to violence. You know, uh, when you cannot do, when you cannot answer somebody, even in in in, uh, in life, when uh, when somebody cannot answer the uh, the question of somebody, they they turn into violence. So the violence in Iran is a sign of uh, defeat, a sign of weakness in Islamic uh, Islamic government. So they they know they cannot stop it. So they try to slow it down by they close down the churches. The building churches were closed down. It's illegal for Christians to gather even in their homes. If a Christian is arrested uh, attending a house church, they will get five to ten years in jail. And they make it public. They want to tell other Christians, hey, they, 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 they're not ashamed. They say, we arrested this Christian, and he or she was gathering with other Christians in their homes. And we put her in 10 years in jail. And they publicize it so they can put fear in the hearts of Christians, not to witness and not to, not to gather. Now, if a Christian is arrested, 
today this is what happened. And it has happened to our people. You know, we have we have underground church networks in Iran, and just the last two months, two of our people were arrested who were uh, Bible distributors. And uh, by the way, pray for him, uh, him and her. There's a man and a woman arrested the last two months. And so this is what happened. They arrest the Christian. Uh, number one, they torture. Why? They want to know all the information the person has, especially if they sense that this person is connected to a network, a definite few weeks of torture to get all the information. Cool. Give me the names of your higher-ups. Give me the names of people who work with you that you know, other Christians. So after that, after torture that they get all the information out, they usually give them three months to 10 years of, of prison. And most of it is solitary. Why is it solitary? Uh, it, it, this, this is amazing. Uh, they used to put Christians in, in jail with other people, other criminals. And they realized that these Christians are sharing their faith, and many of those criminals are coming to faith. So recently, the last year, they have changed their strategy. When they arrest the Christian, they don't put him or her with other Christians. They put him in solitary confinement for months, and and then they release them. So this is an overview. Well, these are powerful stories, and we have to take a quick break, but stay with us. We'll be right back with more on A View from the Wall. From I Am A Watchman Ministries, here's today's I Am A Watchman Minute. Do you know what the Bema Seat Judgment is? In the ancient Greek world, the Bema Seat was a raised platform where athletes were rewarded by a judge. That same word, Bema, is used in 2 Corinthians 5 to describe what will happen to believers after the rapture. In heaven, believers will stand at the Bema Seat, the judgment seat of Christ, and have their life work examined. 2 Corinthians 5.10 reads, We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Friend, the goal is not just to be saved. The goal is to finish well and at the judgment receive a great reward. Jesus wants that for you. The I'm a Watchman ministry does too. Visit imawatchman.com for resources to help you live well and finish well. Be bold. Be faithful. Be a Watchman. imawatchman.com Welcome back to A View from the Wall. As Joe and I talk with Dr. Shariat from Iran Alive Ministries, we are discovering amazing stories of revival in this important nation. And we want to talk in this segment about Bible prophecy and its relation to what is happening today. Is what we are seeing today mentioned in Bible prophecy? Well, let's look at Jeremiah 49, 38. Dr. Shariat, you teach this passage speaks of Iran one day becoming a Christian nation. And this may be a new idea for some people. So take a moment and explain what you mean by this. Yes, you know, the word Christian nation is, is kind of vague for us today. Because we, we don't have any Christian nation in, in the world. We, we have never had one in the history. And they say America is a Christian nation. It's not, you know. So it is looking into future. When, if you want to know what a Christian nation is, look into the book of Revelation. When Jesus is ruling. When uh, he, he rules with love. And that, uh, you know, talks about the lions and lamb will, uh, will be together. 
So uh, it, it's a nation. When Jesus rules a nation, it is a nation that has peace, joy, love. You see the fruits of the Spirit all over the nation, not just in people's lives, but in the whole system. So with what uh, you look at Jeremiah 49, 38, what, what, what's going to happen to Iran? Um, Pastor Holmes, aren't you just exaggerating these numbers and that Iran is going to become a Christian nation? Is it really achievable? Isn't it your idea? My thing is, hey guys, this is not my idea. Iran being a Christian nation is not my idea. It's God's idea. And it's recorded in Jeremiah 49, 38. He promises. He says, Elam, which is completely inside Iran, a land inside Iran, says, Elam, I will set my throne there. So when you read, I will set my throne there, what do you get? He, he rules there. And when he rules there, how does it look like? And by the way, I have mentioned that I have studied those verses carefully in my book. I just recently published a book. It's called God's, uh, Iran's Great Awakening. Iran. Great Awakening. And you can get it anywhere. You can contact us and we will, uh, with any donation, we can send it to you or you can buy it from Amazon. But Iran's Great Awakening, I go through all these Bible prophecies of what God promises for Persia and Iran. And then how, to, how do we get there? So uh, saying Iran will be a Christian nation, it will, because God said it. Now, how fast we go to be there, it depends on you and me how closely we can work. God has done his part. The nation is ready for Jesus. There are hundreds and hundreds of people coming to Christ. We just had over 14,000 people come to Christ in just a matter of a few months the last year. So uh, the nation is ready. The question is, are we ready, we Christians, to take advantage of that historical opportunity to turn an Islamic nation to a Christian nation? A lot's changed in just the last few days, Dr. Shariat, with the Biden administration being sworn in. That's going to change uh, the America's involvement in the Iran nuclear deal. What effect will that have on the country, and, and how might it affect Christians there? Very, very good question. Uh, you will be shocked that uh, Iranians inside Iran, I'm talking common people, they were pro-Trump. They wanted Trump to continue. Why? Because they, they liked the pressure Trump put on Iranian government. Uh, of course, sanctions hurt them and other things, but they said he can tolerate sanctions if you, which is Trump, can to get, help us get rid of this government. But now the Biden is there. Biden, if the, he follows uh, Obama's policies, which is most likely he will follow the same line, um, it will help the government of Iran to survive. And they will negotiate to uh, have the uh, you know, nuclear deal. They will, uh, the Iranian government probably will promise, okay, we won't do it, but they're lying. They will do it. They will do it on the underground and, uh, and uh, without letting other people know. And they will get out of this uh, tight situation. I mean, I mean they, the government of Iran. But one thing is, Lifting up sanctions does not help the people of Iran. Lifting up sanctions helps the government of Iran. You say, how, why do you say that? The four years after Obama that he canceled those sanctions, 
four years of no sanctions, 150 billion people dollars given to Iran, um, free to sell oil, high price. Those days it was high price. What happened? Iranians got more miserable than ever. The economy was worse. They were on the streets of uh, Iran and, and, and on the streets protesting, saying, we, we, have a, we don't have jobs. We don't have food to eat. And that's during uh, the time that the sanctions were not there. So um, with Biden, you will see Iranian government being helped directly or indirectly. Now, if the government of Iran will be helped, which is mostly financial, they will oppress their people even more. They will have the resources to do terrorism in, in the Middle East. Now they have cut down those amounts of terrorism they do in Syria, Afghanistan, Afghanistan and Iraq and Sudan and all that. But what we can see in the future, if uh, uh, President Biden continues the same policy, Iranian government will get resources to kill and oppress people inside the, the country and outside the country. And a part of that, and the main part of that, is Christians. Because Christians are the number one threat to the government of Iran. Every Muslim that becomes Christian, they lose one heart, one mind, one person. So what I project, what I predict is that persecution will rise when the government of Iran gets some money. We will see more Christians arrested and in jail. Well, this is a difficult situation and very complex. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about this here on A View from the Wall. So stick with us. We'll be right back. The Bible predicts the rapture of the church is coming. Are you ready? Soon many will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Only they will escape the dark days that are coming, a time of tribulation that will usher in the Antichrist and great destruction upon the entire earth. There's only one escape, one way, one light, one truth. His name is Jesus. He came and died so that we may live forever with Him. But to receive this new life, there are three things we must do. The ABCs of salvation. A. Admit you're a sinner and that you need a Savior. Ask for forgiveness and receive His grace. B. Believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He came, lived, died, rose again, and will come again. Believe that He is Lord and God. C. Commit to walk His path the path He wants you to walk, and walk it out by faith. Then you'll be ready for the return of the Lord. To learn more about the rapture and how to know for sure, visit amiraptureready.org. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. As we continue our fascinating discussion with Dr. Shariat, we want to briefly discuss some of the ways we can communicate the gospel with those from a Muslim background, as he does in his ministry. And as we start this discussion in this segment, I want to address a question many Christians have. They see Iran as a large state sponsor of terrorism and an enemy to America. And yet Jesus loves all people. He died for all people, including Iranians. How do we deal with this tension of a nation that stands against America and a people who stand in need of Christ's love? Well, number one, let's uh, clarify that. Iranians 
do not hate Americans. It's the government of Iran who is using America as an external enemy to use its own, its own purposes. You will be shocked. Iranians love Americans. I, uh, I can boldly say there is no nation around the world that their people love Americans more than Iranians. Can you believe that? You say, well, how about those, you know, Death to America rallies? Those are set up by, uh, by, uh, by the government. And even recently, they have not been able to force their employees to even do that. There has not been. Just a few months ago, they put these uh, flags. You may have seen that. They put uh, American flag and Israeli flag on the sidewalk, forcing people to walk on them and have disrespect those flags. And I have the clips I can show you. You know what people did? The crowds of people, they got to that flag. They bypassed them. They, they walked around them. They did not want to disrespect Iranian and Israeli flags because Iranians love Americans. America for them is ideal nation. They want everything American. The uh, politics, American politics, the, the music, the culture, they love that. And for Israel, Iranian people are changing their mind about Israel. They are saying, uh, why should we hate Israel? When the government of Iran say we should hate, we hate Israel and we should wipe them off the, uh, off the map, people of Iran are saying, why should we? They didn't do anything to us. It is you, which means the government of Iran, it is you who have ruined our lives, not them. So... Their hatred towards America and Israel is disappearing in Iran. And but the government uses that those enemies, which is US and Israel, for their for their own benefit. And uh, what I teach on, on our channel is that we Christians, we need to love all people. And all includes all the Jews, all the Afghans, all the blacks, all the whites. So we as Christians are colorblind. We love all because God loves all. And that's what we teach, uh, teach on our channel. And one amazing thing, Iranian believers are saying, they're, they're contacting me, saying, oh, Pastor Omos, I love Arabs, which they used to hate more than, more than Israel. They, love, they hate Arabs because uh, Arabs invaded Iran and brought Islam to Iran. And can you believe it? I call, I get calls from Iranians to say, I not only love the Jews, I feel I'm called to go and serve them and share the gospel with them. What should I do? God is doing a great work in Iran. Iran will be a missionary sending nation very soon. It's already started. Dr. Sherry, I thank you so much for sharing these stories. It's very encouraging to see what God can do, even in a difficult situation like that, as we face different situation in our country. It's encouraging to know that God is still in charge. We like to conclude each program by asking our guests to address our watchmen and women out there, those who watch, warn, witness, and seek to finish well in these last days and see Bible prophecy being fulfilled all around us. Speak to our watchmen. Uh, this is this is the word I love, and I uh, on our channel. I this is constantly what I tell our people. God is asking us to be awake, to be watchful, and work while it is the day, because the night is coming. And be alert 
watchmen. You have to be alert. Don't get our news just from these news media. Listen to God and his word more than we listen to the news. We should listen to both, but God's word. We need to know his word, what he wants to do, what he's planning to do. We need to hear from his spirit what he's doing around the world so we can join him. So let's be real watchmen looking out for what God is going to do and join him. And I remember the first God gives a warning that we as watchmen, we have responsibility. If we see things and we don't cry out and warn other people, we are responsible for the blood of those who will perish. So I pray we all Christians, be watchmen, be alert to what God is doing, what his plans are, and be instrument in his hands to do his will as it is on heaven, in heaven, do his will on earth. This is the time to be watchful, to be alert, to hear the voice of God and obey in Jesus' name. Well, that's such a great word of encouragement. And as we wrap up our time together, we want to give you a moment to share about where people can get more information about your ministry and where to get a copy of your book. Uh, you can go to our website uh, to get more information. Our website is iranalive.org. Or you can text the word Iran to the number 50700. That's 50 and then 700. And I sent you a link to get the book in any donation, even small donations that will send you a book. Well, that's wonderful. You heard it here. You can text the word Iran, I-R-A-N, to the number 50700 or go to iranaliveministries.org. Dr. Shariat, thank you so much for being with us today. We want to thank all of our listeners for being with us and for joining us during this special program. Join us for more episodes at IamAWatchman.com and join us next time here on A View From The Wall. A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.